Play the gambler. Come on, play the gambler. You've got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. talking for a while about some stuff that we it depends on like how personal we want to get oh let's get into the weeds Why i've not? just been uh yeah i don't know but that was that was a funny thing that was that was always a weird thing in college was the people who would show up to rehearsals after like drunk oh man I, I gotta tell you it was the thing like i i for the most part was always bone sober at rehearsals because i just like was like i don't want to be the guy who they're like what the fuck is the oh my god have you been drinking you know like I didn't want to be that guy, and I was always the kind of person who's like, it's fucking obvious. Even when that like that one dude who thinks he's being really slick at you know down in the cafeteria, just fucking eyes glazed over, like half missing his mouth with the spoon. You're like, dude, it's eleven thirty. I know it's college, uh, but like you could tell, you could tell the people who were smashed. It wasn't super hard. Very, very rarely, like those are the people who are like that guy's going to be an accomplished alcoholic later in life because he's hiding it so well. He's always oh, already drinking at a thirty-seven-year-old yeah. level. Look at that guy—he's got a camel pack on in the lecture hall. Everybody knows it's wine. His lips are fucking stained. What it's kind ridiculous. of water is purple? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. What kind of blueberry juice you drinking there, bud? <laughs> Come on, uh, you know. And so you would—you would see that. It was always like. Wow, there was one for the Laramie Project of all things. Explain to the people what the Laramie Project the Laramie, is for those who don't know. It's really less of a play and more of like a chronicling of these people who went to learn more about the death of Matthew Shepard, who was a young gay gentleman who was murdered by two people and left hanging on a fence out the middle of uh, Laramie, Wyoming. I think it was Wyoming. Um, I should know. I mean, you been, did the show. It's been a, it's been a decade. Um, it happened in Laramie, so. These people went out and, and did this this play about it to, to sort of discuss, and they went and interviewed a lot of people in the town. Everybody had these different things, a lot of monologues, that sort of thing. Um, and I just remember there was a couple of instances where people just came to the show or came to the rehearsals pretty fucking drunk, so much to the point, and I was sitting there being like, this is going to come to a head. And we had that, like, meeting <laughs> with the cast where, the, like, oh, it, he was not, our director was not happy. Uh, so, shockingly so, you know. Where, One would imagine. Where it was essentially like not naming names, but clearly everybody knew the two people <laughs> that he was talking about. <laughs> and they knew who they were being talked about. And it was essentially like, the, if this happens again, you're out. But we may not even do the show. So it was like one of those things where it was like, we're putting pressure on the two of you and let's make the rest of the cast kind of fucking hate you a little bit. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I've been in that position before. It's a at, powerful motivator. Well, I was in the position once where uh, I was doing a, a, it was a, it was a student-directed thing. And uh, I've told the story where we all got to vote because the director was ill and they brought in another director. And the argument was if anybody said, said no, they were going to just cancel the show. And me and one other person said no. And then he threw me under the bus like a genius. <laughs> oh, he's so good. I hated him at the time. Keep your hands clean, man. Oh, fucking brilliant bastard. So I've been on that end of things, you know what I mean? Where you're like, well, I'm the asshole. So I very much try to avoid that because it's not a good feeling in it, especially like in circles where you're like, I'm going to be working with these people <laughs> for many years. And then they come back to you, hey, remember that show that I wanted to be in that you tanked? You're like, ha ha, delightful to see you too. Tip of the cap, madam. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I'm really taking a lot of L's in life right now. <laughs> yeah. I am not doing well. well. If it makes you feel better, uh, at least you have happiness elsewhere. <laughs> 
Uh, meanwhile, me yeah. stepping on a lot of rakes over I'm here. I'm sad here and in other places. That's that's how this whole thing works. We all sound very happy on the podcast. I promise you, it's a tough time. <laughs> this is what we call a facade and a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah, so that's – it's always crazy. I, again, waxing a little nostalgic the past couple episodes. But like, do you ever, you ever have any time where people showed up at, like a, at a show that you were doing? They were just like, <laughs> you shouldn't be here. Rehearsals or shows or Re- both, I guess. Ooh, because I, I – let me – oh, did I ever have a show – I mean, there were shows I didn't want to go to because I knew our tech crew was fucking terrible because they were like lacrosse players and like mm. people working for that extra credit. Like you're still setting up on stage and the lights come up and you're supposed to be in a very specific tableau that you're not in. So you have to run across the stage and then get into that tableau and pretend like that's where the start of the show is. You know, as an example, <laughs> you know, just to bail out some jock who's just trying to fuck the stage manager. Uh, I hated that. kid. And then later he calls you and your friend a homophobic slur on Church Street. What, gay bay? Oh, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> much worse. Uh, this, uh, college. What a fun time. What a time to be so, alive. Yeah, shows or rehearsals. Again, I've never had like a, a scary show where I was like, I don't want to go out there. Since like high school where you knew it was going to be yeah. a fun kind of derailing. I was never drunk in a college show. Oh, I was never drunk in a college show. That's what a wonderful caveat that is. I I personally never got drunk at a college show. Know plenty of people who did for rehearsals. It was a more rare thing during shows, and it was often undetectable because at that point we were a bunch of people who were used to holding our liquor. Yeah. So what would have you know killed a fifty-two-year-old man who had his gallbladder removed is being consumed to get one college student buzzed <laughs> so really like the drunkest anybody ever got was during the show stop kiss and she did it because if she didn't she was going to crash because she was so fucked up from the night before she oh. was trying to keep the hangover oh, at I bay see. Yeah. so she just had to ride it into the next hair of the dog as they say oh she fucked that whole dog oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i held I the head i don't think that's the phrase i held the head i kept her secret <laughs> She came to me and she's like, full disclosure, dude. Because it was a show where we had to like gracefully and tastefully move all the furniture. We were the stage crew. Oh. Because it was very like. Uh, Did I come see Stop Kiss? You were in San Francisco. Oh. You did not see Stop Kiss. Oh. It was a great show, small cast. Wait, that we was the one fun. where the ladies kissed, right? Oh, they sure did. Damn it. You're right. That wasn't the one. I, I did not see that one. That was the one where the ladies kissed. You literally missed that only one. I came to every other show, and they never did it again. <laughs> you, oh. just, you just kept waiting I for it. I just kept waiting for the kiss to rehappen. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, everybody in that cast ended up falling in love with each other in some combination of other. Oh, like it was showmances. Like it was a Shakespeare play. I was never the guy. Like I was always the person that everyone else gushed about their showmances to. And I was like, Oh, that's so great. That sounds fun for you. It must be so much fun for it to happen. So anyway, yeah, I had to uh, help <laughs> this girl. Probably messy, but go on. Who we were great friends. And she's like, full disclosure, dude, I'm fucked. And we got to move all this furniture. And I was like, I got your back. Just keep your hand on anything. I'll walk backwards. I'll guide you. little. T- I'll be your little tugboat. Yeah. Worked out great. So that was the drunkest anybody's been doing a show in college well, I, still, how I, responsible though just trying to keep the hangover don't want to throw up know. on the set pieces well people were always hung over for tech oh for uh what do they call it sits probe oh yeah being 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 hung over for tech is different though because it's tech it's lets, a rite of passage it's a fuckload of sitting around yeah for mo- for the actors anyways if like you're if you're like hanging and stuff too like again it's not super important that you like not be hung you know right you're just moving lights for the most part 
Uh, so I that that's that's tech. Like you know, tech I guess a different animal. I that was the same thing at St. Mike's. I, I know a lot of people are like I'm gonna be so fucking hungover for tech, which is again a lot of sitting under light. So they like bring sunglasses. Or yeah, dude. John Forbes uh, did that to me once for the Good Woman of Setuan. I was fucked. Yeah. So was my roommate Andy. So was our buddy Eleanor. And, and do you do you have a like the did did uh, your tech like whatever you call uh your like designer or whatever do they they try to get you up early to do that shit we had to be we, there at nine a.m. yeah we were always there early the day like a like it'd be Sunday or Saturday we'd be like come on let's we just had start to at be there nine a.m. on a Sunday oh, the yeah. day after Halloween yeah so Eleanor showed up because she slept over at our house she had her fucking fly girl outfit on for tech oh I'm so fucked up at one point that John Forbes comes over sweet gentleman and puts sunglasses on me he just takes his <laughs> aviators and puts them on me john you're a godsend john i love you more than my own father john forbes is fantastic i i watched john forbes yell at one of my uh fellow students when they really needed to get yelled at by someone and it was so nice because everybody else was yelling at this person not to name names you know i i'm really good friends with this person um, not really good friend, but I'm friends with this person. Okay, okay, don't oversell it. We don't send Christmas cards to one another, but like we have no problems with one another. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, oh man, everybody was like sick of this person's shit. And John Forbes comes in to look at the job they did, and they hadn't done anything except like yell at everybody and try to delegate, and everything was crap. And they like he came in and was like, "You're in charge, though. You're supposed to be doing this stuff. If you can't lead people to doing these things, then what the fuck are you doing in this position?" And just like up and down, oh. Dude, he was such a legit guy because he was, for those of you out there who don't know him, which I would have to imagine is all of you, I mean this as a compliment. He looked like Mad-Eye Moody. I loved that He man. was like, he had like skin grafts and stuff because he got like lit on fire hanging lights and sure. stuff. He, he like, was he the gasoline soaked cat who lives in the junkyard who can't die. He was a raggedy looking dude who because knew everything. He was doing that shit in the 70s. He talked about working on the original production of Chorus Line where the light board as we know it was pioneered he got to work on that shit yeah so maybe that doesn't you guys are like that doesn't sound very exciting fuck you whatever you like knitting baking suck my cock and think about the first baker's piece of shit <laughs> yeah they didn't have to know shit they just started smashing grain together think about if you were like sitting there and the person was like oh yeah you know i got to uh, i got to help and develop and work on the first blenders <laughs> is that cool we're just being dickheads is that now. cool for cooks i don't know <laughs> Because I know for a fact, friend of the pod, Ashley, tremendous cook listening to I this. I developed the like, first nonstick pan. <laughs> a lot of people who are very sick thank me. A lot of people would have wanted to do the work that we did with the nonstick pan back in the 70s. Just me hanging out with Julie Childs. Like, we're just like, what up, a bitch? And she's like, you know what, a piece of shit? And we laugh and give each other this special high five that we did. It was like our own little, you know. Our little special handshake. Yeah, she was cool. I invented the non-stick <laughs> pan, but not the non-flake pan. Yeah. So sorry to all of you who got asbestos poisoning yeah. off of my pan. I know what the conspiracy says online. It's not true. Don't listen to Big Pan. <laughs> <laughs> They're spreading lies. Uh. QAnon. I'm trying to think. Rehearsals. Oh, uh, one time for me, my friend made a bunch of firecrackers which again for you squares are saltines with peanut butter on them that have decarboxylated weed sprinkled in so you can have a little edible treat yep i totally forgot i had rehearsal and my roommate was like oh. do you want to test tape taste test one of these yeah sure so take one chill out all of a sudden i get a text where are you 
what do you what do you mean where am i we have rehearsal right now we're, we're actually being taken through the costuming yeah. so we can all see what we're gonna wear we had to have a costume parade a costume parade well, i'll be honest if they, if it's gonna happen that's the best situation we're like <laughs> but we did have to do a little rehearsing and i'm like ah, this thing's a dud anyway it's been like an hour fuck it I'll drive up to campus because I'm late. Oh. Book it. Get there. The second I walk into the room, I'm fine going down the stairs and in the you dungeon. suddenly know. The second I walked into the costuming room, it was like a switch got flipped. I was suddenly just like, in the god of defeat. Incense, peppermint. Really happy, moody fucking. Dude, I was I'm fucked. Having, I'm having a great day, guys. running around like a dickhead <laughs> dude i was i was cooked <laughs> so i had to stand in the back and hope no one noticed fucking the costume guy immediately was like we'll start with you i'm malvolio so i now have to wear yellow bright yellow tights and strut around for everybody mm-hmm. i split the ass of the pants because i put them on with my i like tried to push my foot through the crotch of the pants because yep. they had a hole in them and i just ripped the entire pant set in half i had a day where i like woke up and just was like hung over and oh. fucked. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so whenever I would have that situation, whenever, because this wasn't a, an isolated. Sure. I would, I would literally just go to my director and go, hey, I'm having one of those like off day. I just don't feel right. <laughs> you pussy. Well, I would tell him right up. I'd be honest with him. I'd be like, if I fuck something up, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like, that's what's going on. I'm telling you now. So like when I get up on stage and I'm like not in the right spot or like, I'm, I'm just. No, if you were really honest, you'd go up and go, I'm fucking hung over right now. I had a yeah. good ass time last night. <laughs> yeah. No, I was being truthful. I don't feel well. I didn't just didn't explain. I don't have to explain why. They don't deserve that from me. I don't need to justify my sickness. Only merely explain that I do not feel well. But then it becomes a lie because you're withholding but details. Like, anyway, well, not to drill. Well, no, I mean like I. You're a liar. It's fine. During, <laughs> during the importance of being earnest, I was going through all that stomach stuff that I had. Like mm-hmm. I, I woke up one day, like when I was 18. No, before I turned 18, like 17, right around the summer, just leading into college. I woke up, and I didn't feel well, and it never went away. <laughs> Like, to this day, it's... <laughs> that's awful, but the way you put that... That's exactly... Like, seriously. Oh. I woke up one day, and my stomach didn't feel right, and it never went away. Um, and a big part of college for me, at least my freshman and sophomore year, was being pushed through, like, a ton of different medication regimens. And it made me a fucking asshole, and I never wanted to eat, and I always felt like shit. But the one thing it made me do was just burp. Disgusting fucking burps. <laughs> I remember that. I was just... Ugh, and it just would be, like, the most <laughs> vile disgusting fucking thing like your body's not processing something right man and i'd be up on stage doing the importance of being earnest which is a lot of like getting in people's faces and i'd be pretty good for the most part except for my the 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 guy across from me kevin who was playing algernon and i'd just be sitting there like oh bunburning what's bunburning (laughs) (laughs) and like in between breaks i'd like go to the bathroom to be sick like i'd be like they'd be waiting 15 minutes because i'd be getting sick in the bathroom one way or another not too much detail even though we usually do that shit and vomiting uh <laughs> both ending there's the <laughs> i took the mystique out of it but so i'd go and get sick and then i'd run back and continue rehearsal and so it must have been fucking miserable for him having to be close to me with my breath just as i'm like going back and forth from being just awfully ill 
and then just coming back on stage and just being like, but I don't understand. I was just, Why would you pop a mint, you asshole? I didn't, ha- I didn't, I didn't have the wherewithal to put mints in between. <laughs> you prick. I washed my mouth out. <laughs> That's like a woman being like, I washed my vagina <laughs> I mean, in the sink. I, I don't understand. I wasn't fucking him. <laughs> I, I went, I, it wasn't like I was like bun bringing like a chunk of like <laughs> a little vomit cube. Undigested yeah. pork. Just Blap, Yeah. I tried as best I could, man. I he he would tell me he's like, "Oh, it's fucking awful, dude." I was like, "Yeah, it must have been terrible <laughs> for you to like have to deal with me in between my running to getting violently ill." Tell me more about how that made you feel. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking damn you, Kevin. You ass. I love the guy to death. What a dick, though. I was like, "Fuck you, man." Those are the best times. I loved when it you, when you have a friend who just does that one thing that makes you hate him. Yeah, it keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I just didn't. I don't know. It was a weird perspective. Like my roommate who yeah. fucked everybody I ever had a crush on. That but, was great. Yeah. But so the point being is I would go to my director and be like, I'm sorry if this is happening right now. I, I would fuck with my diet leading up to the show. Like I wouldn't eat and stuff so that I wouldn't have the problem. Yeah. So I wouldn't be on stage and being like, what's the, it, the importance of being earnest? Blah, you say <laughs> like just. Because sometimes you'd fucking get it, man. Like, and it would just double you over. Like, a good portion of, of college was me being like, what's going on this Saturday? Nothing for me. I'm going to have a tummy ache as I sit here watching Lost on my TV in my dorm room. <laughs> Lying on my yeah. side with a hot water yeah. bottle on my belly. Seriously, be like, we're all going to parties. What are you doing? Mm, nothing. Come on, dude. Come have a beer. It'll settle your stomach. Narrator. It didn't. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That was tremendous. <laughs> the glory days. <laughs> Don't pass you back. Yeah. Glory days. I got fucked up. I want to circle back to the times <laughs> of being drunk in shows because I got some corkers. You got more, so go ahead. I'm trying to think of mine, but mine, like, I was the one who was sitting there watching other people have fun. <laughs> <laughs> some of them were not fun, I assure you. No, I know. I'm trying to, the one time I got really sick to just to, like, match your story, I got gastroenteritis doing Godspell. Yeah. Which I hated that show anyway, but yeah, it's like the thing at your school. You were expected to show up. Yeah, I could sing. They were doing a musical, which they only did every two or three years. My friends were. I'm like, fuck it. Blew off Godspell rehearsals auditions. I didn't do it. Yeah, well, (laughs) blew that shit right off. Or closer than ever. Yeah, no, I blew that one off too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, did they do Godspell? They did Godspell, but it was a student directed main. It was like it was their senior sem kind of thing. I'm pretty sure. That's even worse. Yeah, I blew that shit right off. Good. Good it was too bad because I really liked the cast, and it was like my freshman year. I really should have done it because it would have been the kind of thing that like helped me become friends with a lot of these people. That didn't end up really happening till later in college, just because I like you know they'd be like, why why didn't you come to the party? Like that was a conversation I had with Kevin, who I became friends with years later. He lived in Boston when we were living in Boston, and he was like, I don't understand why you like didn't come to more parties like your freshman year, man. It's like you like kind of alienated yourself. I was like, hey, Kevin, who invited me to those parties? What I got nobody. Nobody invited me to those parties. You could have just came, man. How would I have known where to go, Kevin? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Any hoozle. I'm glad we're <laughs> friends now. <laughs> so glad everything's going so, so well, well for, for you, old chum. What's that? Married to someone you met in college? Isn't that weird? <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't happen to me with someone <laughs> I met at a party. <laughs> yep. Oh, Don't fuck. worry, it all worked itself out for like a year and a half of college, so I got that much. <laughs> I'm definitely not sitting here no, reminiscing about college on a podcast. No, no, it wasn't all that bad, obviously. I, yeah. I, I had a lot of friend, uh, friends and fun times. College was fun as shit. Yeah. 
the more concerning drinking during a show things that yeah. I've encountered yeah. came well after college. Yeah, well, okay, hit me with those stories. So the, I'll, co- I'll cop to the time that I got drunk and not slobbering, stammering, you fall piece down of drunk. Shit. <laughs> it was a piece of shit move. Where, what was this? For what? Uh, wait, let me guess. Beauty and the Beast. No. Fuck. It was the what, the show I did in Texas, Little Shop. Oh, that was my second guess. It was either going to be that or something you did at Unadilla. Uh, we'll come back to Unadilla on this line. <laughs> Don't you worry, Rory. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, and this is just like as a, a preface of sorts because it's not as interesting of a story. But I was doing Little Shop and my little cast bestie that I had, we she showed up one night and she just had a purse full of Deep Eddie nips. This was Austin. Everyone loved can I Deep be, Eddie. Well, can I be honest? The nips thing part of it, I'm just like, gross. It's portion control. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> There's nothing. Nips are the thing that, like, when you were in New York or Boston, you would see the guy who, like, clearly has a problem with drinking buy, like, 12 of them because he can't afford the full bottle, but also wants some variety in his drinking. And he walks outside and he cracks two of them and puts them right down before he even gets out the fucking door. That's what reminds That's what me of Nips. That's what they're there for. It's that, or it was like you bust a pinata when the kid turns 21 in, in college and all those little nips pop out. Oh, it's so fun. What's Mr. Boston? And everybody ends up hating the rest of their night. Uh, that's what nips are there for. They're a power <laughs> up. They're a little power <laughs> no. up. No. <laughs> Start the day off right. They're end a, it right. In a place where you can't drink but still want to drink, consider nips. They hide conveniently in your pockets. You just belt it really quick and say you were taking a hit off your inhaler. Think about it, Todd. It makes perfect sense. Once you're done with the nip, you throw it on the ground. It's this little plastic bottle that you could have thrown in the trash, but who knows it came from you? Fuck that. You're drinking nips. You're not a courteous person. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Nips. Find them on every fucking floor at every creepy party you've ever been to. And on every public bus. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. They're, they're, they were doing the trick. She just showed up, and she's like, look what I got. It was a bunch of Deep Eddie. It was the vodka <laughs> lemonades. And I'm like, wow, these don't even taste like liquor. These are going to go down. I'm going to take, like, two. It's amazing. They don't taste like liquor, but somehow they're still unpleasant. <laughs> How did they do that? It's so great. I can have the illusion of lemonade and all of the harmful impact of vodka. <laughs> Thanks, Eddie's. We just ripped those and did the show, and she had to like do actual dancing and shit, and she's just like <laughs> half a step off and like walking into walls and stuff. Yeah, well, don't be wrong, I, I get it. It's like you're doing you're doing that thing, like the biggest little theater in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you went to the show, you I, fucking saw that. I place. did. It was the kind of place where I was like, holy fuck, they would hire me to do stuff here. <laughs> this is like a slaughterhouse. Like yeah. they butcher pigs in here during the day and then yeah. throw drapes up. I'm at just. Night. It was the kind of place where I was like, this looks like you you put risers and in and. Uh, Pulled a wall out of someone's old house. Like, someone was in this. That's exactly what happened. Ten years ago, this was a living room. Uh, now, here's As You Like It. <laughs> Dude, it was in a strip mall. Mantis Massage yeah. was right next yeah, door. Retrofit it. And don't get me wrong, they did a good job considering that. Um, having said that, the guy insisted upon himself a little bit, where, like, before the show, he felt the need to, like, come out and address the audience and, like, do all that. Like, yeah. this is my theater. And you're like, great, man, just put the fucking show on, you know, like, don't ask everybody for donations and we all just paid to get in here. Please. <laughs> <laughs> More money than this please, experience is going to be worth. Please please don't do that. Nobody likes it when people do that. <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing it. I think anyone that had to come see it learned some things about themselves. What's your mm-hmm. threshold for pain? Yeah. Don't be wrong. I enjoyed the show. I thought, I thought there was some... Uh, the, the gentleman who played the doctor did a very good job. Uh, you you Heath. mentioned him. Heath. Yeah. I thought he did a, He's I did a, good, a good, good job. Um, and... Uh, other people were okay. <laughs> other people were in the show. Yeah. Some other people were okay. 
you know, I'm always a fan of your singing. Um, he played the plant. Who's, um, yeah, so I got to be drunk hanging out backstage, yeah, just, just chilling, <laughs> singing soul music. Me. Oh, I was, dude. <laughs> I could not. I've done that role twice, once in Stowe, yeah. once in Austin. I'll never get to go for the hat trick. No, why? Because it's audio blackface. The whole time I had to be like this, baby. I mean, yeah, you're right. It kind of is. It's basically Medea. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If you don't feel after having done it twice already. <laughs> if it's not, <laughs> I didn't get everything out of it yeah. that I wanted. If it wasn't the right thing to do. Mm, I feel like this perhaps was the last time. If I do get it the third time, I'm going hard in the paint. Shh. Going way over the top. And Make sure they don't I'll put your picture in the again. bill. <laughs> Playbill. <laughs> I just get a picture of the guy that plays bunk on the wire and <laughs> make that my head straight Millie vanillying it. <laughs> just fucking, I need I you can put an ad on Craigslist. Listen, I need to use somebody's face. Uh, the problem with that is they always make you if you're the plant, they make you play a fucking bum in the Skid Row song. Kendall Allen Freeman the Jr. went to Juilliard for acting. You just make a whole <laughs> fake profile. <laughs> Biographical details are just wild. The grift that went on for, for seven shows. <laughs> he was raised in an orphanage where he was savagely beaten every night, and his escape was musical theater. <laughs> Until playing the music loud after hours resulted in more beatings. Ten years later, Rolling Stone com- article comes out. The best, <laughs> the best little shop singer you never knew was white. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are never going to believe this, but he's not a handsome black guy. <laughs> I was just paying that guy and thirty, you know, thirty dollars a pop and a bottle of gin, man. He didn't, that's all he needed. Did you even go to the Sorbonne? <laughs> it all started to fell apart when someone met the man <laughs> and realized he couldn't fucking sing at all. <laughs> He's also a CPA. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Uh, <sighs> the most concerning drunk performance I ever was a part of. You were not in the show. Fuck, you were not in Are you talking time. about that old gentleman who used to drink the moonshine, who gave everybody unsolicited advice at the Unadilla Theater? Well, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I do know who you're talking about because he looked at me and went, I don't think Wint Selby would have that type of accent. And I realized like at the time I listened to him and now wish I could go back and just do it even heavier. Hammer it. Yeah, just crush it. Sag, I, you just sound like yeah. one of the Canadians. Yeah, sound like what, I would have just done it different every single time. You were 100% correct that in using a mid-Atlantic accent. That was sort of what the Yaleys did back then. Yeah, you were was, fucking pre- proto-prep. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was exactly what it called for. It was! And then he told me not. And then the thing is... This guy's never left West Danville. I should have known him. that his advice came with a bottle of moonshine in his hand. Because he had a, he he mason jarred moonshine this guy every, every fucking rehearsal every he rehearsal would, every show and it was I'm talking like it wasn't like you'd see him with a fucking beer in the back or vodka or a drink it was fucking moonshine in a mason jar every fucking time and I tell you a little little sweatier than he should have been he got a little the wheels wobbled a little bit on a lot of performances when I did our town he yeah. got out and out drunk yeah he was fucking piss wasted one night there's a scene i was playing george and he was my dad and he's supposed to give me a heart to heart in the kitchen one night <laughs> uh, and we're just sitting chilling and he is he just looks at me at one point and he does he did exactly that he just went ah ah jeez <laughs> just didn't know his line. <laughs> he didn't know what to do totally fucking lost it. so i had to like do the entire scene i'm like dad I know what you're probably thinking and what you probably wish you could say you right just now. Him the <laughs> <laughs> you just did his just monologue. Took part. all his lines. Yep. I know, I know. Don't get a girl pregnant or whatever the fucking scene was. Yeah. 
No sex before so marriage. Good. There's nothing more fun than being on stage with people who suddenly recognize they can't improvise. Oh, it's so good. It's a lot of fun, especially when you don't give a shit. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but that time we were horribly unprofessional doing our wilderness. We were just very unprofessional. Turned a seven minute scene into a 25 minute catastrophe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was that long, but it certainly was enough. <laughs> it's pretty long. It was enough to get shouted at by one of our fellow actors who was on stage. And then there was the other guy who was on stage with us who just died. He just had to be like water. Take really the shape know. of his container. Yeah, I don't really know what his deal was. He wasn't like he was around our age and he wasn't like chilling with us and he wasn't like chilling with the other people our age. He was like he was kind of like trying to hang out with the adults or something and just Yeah, and it's not it wasn't for lack of trying and like I had done another show with him. I don't remember what it was and I uh I think his name was Vinny and I was like, he "Yes, be a fine dude." He seems like a really nice guy, but he also seems like that guy you knew who when he turned 11 started wearing suits to school. <laughs> like, no, he's a shit kicker. He's from like again like West Danville or something like that. It's weird though cuz he gives you that vibe like he's like there trying to get the adults to take him seriously because he was really smart and i think he yeah. felt alienated from people like us but i'm like we're smart too yeah we just are sarcastic bastards yeah we just don't time. do anything with it because usually people aren't smart so when we say stupid stuff they take us at our face and then we realize they're fun to make fun of and they accept us yeah because they think we have magical wisdom but mostly we're just or just yeah, being making dicks. penis jokes, or or they uh, they don't get it and they think we're stupid, and that's fine. And they hate us that. and think we're condescending pricks. I enjoy Moliere, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> please, please, Salieri. I enjoy the distinction. He was he was he was a good guy. He he was a nice guy, and not you introduced <laughs> me to the Dead Kennedys. Really? Yeah. How did I not introduce you to the Dead Kennedys before that? I was listening to California Uber Alice and fucking Police Truck for. He fucking burned me a CD with a bunch of songs. Really? Yeah. That's really weird. Police Truck, Too Drunk to Fuck, Holiday yeah. in Cambodia, their cover of Viva Las Vegas. A couple other ones on there. Yeah, there's a bunch of really good ones. They fuck. They're a good band. East Bay Ray kicks ass, baby. That's right. Yeah. Always room for more Jello. <laughs> Except <laughs> Set out for Biafra. It always weirded me out. Like, there's always thing that just never saw, and I get why he did it, but those green, like, surgical gloves that he would wear, like, on stage times, just, like... Really like the off-putting movements. You like touch his face and all these strange. I was just like, ah, he knows what he's doing because he's trying to be uncomfortable, and it worked. I'm uncomfortable by like I'm uncomfortable by this, and I, you know, like I get like it's weird because I get what he was doing and I know why he was doing it, and I can still approve of it while still like for some reason being weird, like kind of well because it 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 wasn't Gigi Allen. You know what I mean? Gigi Allen was like, I'm gonna go primal and just like shit in my hand and eat it. Yeah. Which he literally did. And he's going to carve into his body. He wanted to pour a beer on his guitar and electrocute himself. Yeah. While he was playing. Yeah. He wanted to kill himself on stage for his fans. He just never made it there because he drug he OD'd before that. Did he? I thought so. I thought he got like a blood infection or something. Really? Should we look that up? I could have sworn he died of an OD. You I mean, hey, man, if Gigi Allen, no problem believing it. Well, again, a blood infection or something, too, would make sense because of the drugs that he was taking. And the fact that he was rubbing shit into his open wounds. Yeah, well, and the fact he'd be like, someone pooped out a hot dog, time to take a bite, and like weird fucking crazy <laughs> shit like that. I'll do it, I'll fucking do it. Yeah, I'll like, bite the turd. Uh, which one of my fans wants to pee in my mouth on stage? And like, you know, like crazy. Gigi Allen, man. The kind of guy who like, Wanted his grave to get eroded down by people pissing on it, like kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Have they taken measures to prevent that at this point? I don't point? know. Again, if you if you showed me a picture of Gigi Allen's gravestone and it was half eroded by piss, I would not be surprised, and I would also be like, he would want that. He would want it smeared with blood and shit. Yeah. 
and like, like you syringes jammed in the ground like flowers. Yeah, he would think that of that as a half measure. Yeah. So this is what it says on Wikipedia under his death. Heading. Okay. There's a picture of his grave. Is it eroded? Uh, no, this is when it seemed to be fresh. Okay. Ish. G.G. Allen's last show was on June 27th, 1993, mm-hmm. at a small club called The Gas Station, a punk venue located inside a former gas station at 194 East 2nd Street in Manhattan. Hmm. In a first-hand account by Michael Bowling, the show ended after three songs when a melee broke out. So far, so good. Par for the course for G.G. Allen. Consistent. Allen ended up outside, leading a group of fans through the neighborhood. That's never a good thing. <laughs> Bowling continued his recount of the evening after the show. After walking the streets for almost an hour, Allen eventually went to Johnny Puke's apartment. <laughs> good old Johnny P. <laughs> I don't know P. who the fuck that is. There, he and others <laughs> continued to party and use drugs. Along with Johnny Puke, Allen ingested large amounts of heroin on which he overdosed and slipped into an unconscious state. There you yeah, go. Yep. Yeah. Sometime in the early morning of June 28th, Allen died from the effects of his heroin overdose. Later that morning, Puke noticed that Allen still lay motionless in the same place where he'd left him and posed with Polaroids with the corpse before calling for an ambulance. Also something Gigi Allen would have wanted. Uh, Allen was pronounced dead at the scene. He was two months short of his 37th birthday. Before you close that, I must know who Johnny Puke is. Is there a link to Johnny Puke? Unfortunately, there is not. But what? let me... I must know who Johnny Puke is. Type in Johnny Puke. Listen, if he's someone of note, like, well enough to be like, listen, he was chilling with Johnny Puke. Oh, Johnny Puke. Like, not just, like, with another artist, like, with it, like, at someone's house. You know what I mean? It, if it, it, it mentions him by name. So, there's gotta be... Some kind. I hope that at least one of our listeners out there is like, "How do you not know who Johnny yeah, Puke are is?" Yeah, are we supposed to know who Johnny Puke is? There know. is nothing on on him for the fucking internet. Listeners, hit us up with the, the Gmail we don't have access to right now and tell us who Johnny Puke is. Vocalist and founding member of punk band Cletus. Okay. Do you know Cletus? Not of like a note of any of the name. The name sounds kind of familiar, but again, I bet you there's been more band names. Like, there's probably been more than one band named Cletus. You know what I mean? It does sound like a very almost sounds like Weedus. Yeah, a little bit. It sounds like it sounds very uh not like general, but like a like it sounds kinda like a stereotypical alt kind of punk name. You know. Yeah. You're telling me like their first their hit is red shoe. I'd be like, that sounds like a fucking song. Sure. Like, you know, like whatever. Throbbing foreskin smegma force. Punk songs like that. That's like G.G. Allen stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is that, an album name? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh yeah, no, I don't know. That's, yeah. Smegma icing. That'd be a good G.G. Allen Heroin song. Heroin overdose at Johnny Pukes. You see, the funny thing is, is is the, the reality of how fucked up the world is, is if you could find the Polaroids of Johnny Puke next to G.G. Allen, you could sell them for so much fucking money. I'm not internet. even trying to be an asshole, dude. Yeah. Selling something like that as yes. an NFT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like digitizing it and mm-hmm. making it as an NFT. People would pay you. Yeah. Fucking, uh, they'd throw babies in the air. Because people are vile, disgusting fucking people. <clears throat> Again, there was a there was a story the other day about a dude who made an NFT uh, of his naked, like his junk, and he sold it. I think he, I think it made like half a million fucking dollars, some stupid fucking thing like that. God love him. Again, just people do it. People again. I fucking hate NFTs because it's this utility that could be used in a really interesting way, and we're using it to make fucking crypto monkeys that are the ugliest fucking thing in the world, and they're selling for millions of dollars. Oh, it's because they've been 
They've been rarefied. Marketed as, yeah, exclusivity. And they're being given away to celebrities sometimes. Or celebrity, like Snoop Dogg's coming out. Snoop Dogg's got like $2 million NFT collection, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? For the most part, there's people using this shit to launder money. And there's people out there making nothing off of it. And for every fucking winner you hear about, there's like uh, fucking 20,000 people throwing all of their money and losing, which is why that monkey's worth a million dollars. You know, I, I fucking hate this shit. It could be used for such interesting you know, it could like all of this technology could be used for really interesting things. The like, I'm not gonna nerd out super hard here. No, no. Here's an interesting concept. You could use the blockchain to verify an education and give yourself a diploma proving your understanding of a concept without having to use an accredited collegiate system to do so. You could go ahead and somebody could come up with uh, a standardized educational curriculum, right? And you can use the blockchain to not only prove that you sat and watched that information, but that you also took a test, which can then be verified that you took on the blockchain with your score. You know what I mean? You can do that all with this technology and make an NFT of your score and then link it to the blockchain. So if anyone goes, well, what did you get on that calculus test that you need to become this profession? And you can show it to them right there and go, I got an A minus. I got a 90% based on this standardized curriculum that everybody uses to teach. Now, the question is, do we have a society that can teach itself? Are we a fucking civilization of autodidacts? I can, I sincerely fucking doubt it. I was going to say. That's the fucking hang-up. But it's an interesting concept. You know, it can be used to revolutionize voting and this issue of voter fraud. Like, and the idea that it can't be fucking hidden. It's all linked in there, verified from now until forever. So that 20, you know, in, you know 20, 150, blah, they can look back on that and go, how did people vote during this election? And it's still there, and it hasn't been changed. And it's just been co-opted by a bunch of fucking riverboat casino yes, captains. Yes, dude. And it's why I kind of geek out over fucking crypto a lot, because it's such an interesting fucking thing that is being used in the worst possible way by fucking douchebag bros who think they're going to fucking make a million dollars. I meant to ask you about that. Did you see what happened to OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr.? No. The football player? He no. took his year's salary with the Rams and Bitcoin. Oh, at the worst possible time. And it ended up with like percentages taken out for his agent and stuff like yeah. that. He made $34,000. Yeah, he got at current. fucked because they gave it to him at a high point. They also proportioned it probably into an account where he thought he could spend it. Then he plus he got taxed on it on the other end, which ends up being something like 40 fucking percent. I love the people who are taking Bitcoin as a payment, but if you're doing it in America, you're short fucking sighted because our government's still trying to figure out how to regulate it, and they're passing taxes off of it like you're selling a fucking boat or something. Like, again, the fucking amount you pay on taxing is ludicrous, and you have to do all the paperwork yourself. So if you bought Bitcoin at a dollar and you're selling at $60,000, you have to pay the difference in earned amount, and then you have to pay that 40%. You're getting taxed to shit. You think you're making $60,000 and you're really making like thirty-five, right? And then it crashes, which it just did, which everybody who was paying attention to the Bitcoin, ha- the nature of Bitcoin having, right, knew was going to happen. So what'd you do? Did you just hold it? I've always been holding it. Yeah. I've been holding since I had, I bought it for a buck fifty. I don't care if the, the future goes, like, the best way to be an investor long term is to not worry about any of that shit. It crashes. That's an awesome situation. I bought another $150 worth of Bitcoin when it hit like 35, you know, like 35 to 31. I did tranche to buying for a little bit. I threw some more money into it. And now that it's recovered, I turned 150 bucks into like 300 bucks in that account. But it doesn't matter to me either because I'm not selling for another 10 fucking years. 
My out is when Bitcoin, if it continues on the trend that it does, hopefully, will be somewhere, my investment will be worth somewhere around six figures, which will be nice, but it doesn't mean I'm not putting thousands of dollars into it over the course of the year as slowly investing into it. The kind of people out there who think they're going to put $100 into this shit and wake up the next day with 150 k are deluding themselves. And that's only happening to people who started as a wicked early investor, which I guarantee you most people don't know how to get their hands on those coins just like they would on an IPO stock that gets in, it gets initially um, offered to certain investors with a certain amount of money because it's a large investment. They're not going ahead and getting nickeled and dime on people who are like, I'll buy 15 bucks worth of that stock. Wake the fuck up, okay? You're not going to be that guy or you're going to be the guy who bought something when it was fucking worthless. And here we are six years later and Facebook makes a fucking comment about that that area and a bunch of people come out and you bought it for three cents and now it's worth two dollars. And you got super lucky. Right. And eventually the technology came to head or eventually became popular and you got lucky. And and I know nothing about this, but from what you're saying, it kind of seems like these people are the suckers. They the ones that think they can turn a hundred bucks into a hundred grand. Yeah. And they show up and they're just the ones that get taken for a ride. They're called bag holders is what you're called. You're called the bag holder. And it's the people who see some fucking some some you it's stock too. It's the people who bought into Tesla, right? And you Mm -hmm. know, it's there's some people who bought into Tesla at like a thousand dollars a share being like, this thing's gonna fucking moon, baby. And guess what? The fucking deal is out on Tesla now. It's starting to fucking drop. And people are losing everything to that. And it, the rational investor sits there and goes, Tesla is a company that puts out half a million cars a year when the leading competitor in that industry puts out 10 million. Okay. And has, you know, argu- arguably a larger overhead with 100,000 plus more employees than you have, but their output is that much greater. And the stock comparison in their market cap, as well as the amount of shares invested, is usually off by like maybe a couple hundred thousand, which is something to take note of. But, you know, not like such a crazy thing where Tesla should be worth a thousand dollars and GM should be worth 15 bucks a share or 150 bucks a share. Bro, I've never heard anything positive about owning and operating a Tesla to wit the new surgeon that's working at my dad's office drives a Tesla. First thing he told me about it was that it fucking died somewhere and he couldn't use the key to get back into the car. It's yeah. too below and the temperature's dropping. You need Wi-Fi to open it remotely. Yeah. He's not in an area with Wi-Fi. His car was so fucking smart that it locked him out on a fucking negative two degree night. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere. Well, and that's a big popular thing is these digital keys. Having a key to your car on your phone. Or now they're doing these things where they're giving people like this phone looking thing that's just like an electronic key right and you just like you put in a fucking number like a pin and it gives you access to all these features in your car in fact some car companies were banding about the idea that your key would also be a monthly service thing because of the services that came with it and everyone told them to eat shit so they eventually reversed that idea yeah, i will buy a horse but they were seriously thinking about having the key service of your car also be a fucking lease service because it comes with all these features. Why wouldn't you want them? It gives you all this information about your car. And they got told to eat shit. Um, but yeah, Tesla's, dude. It's, it's again, uh, the, the thing that was super damning for me is like it, 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 there's that. And then there's also the their electric battery field, you know, that they have. That's a big part of their industry. It's like EV. But it's like a billion dollars of their revenue compared to 10 billion of their revenue from their, their car. Uh, like, or like, like the ratio there. 
Um, so it's like really not a big part of their thing. So anyone who's talking to you, like, well, they're doing great things for the energy sector too. You kind of tell them to shut the fuck up. Like they're kind of doing some cool things, but like it's not this wide reaching, amazing thing. Like, especially when you compare it to their car sales versus other companies, car sales, and then argue that this is a smaller part of that same business. Like it doesn't, it doesn't follow well. Um, but Elon must have been saying fucking Teslas are going to be driverless since like 2014. You can go back to him before he got hair plugs when he was starting. He was, he was like getting balding and shit. I had no idea that having a billion dollars made your hair grow back. But <laughs> I just, and yet there's Bezos. <laughs> yeah, really steering into the Lex. He's, yeah, I was say, he's going. He's, he's going more to like two months from now. He's like, I have stolen the moon. How do I kill Superman? <laughs> yeah, I've got kryptonite bullets and I'm coming for you. Um. He just shoots Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I got you and the Witcher, two for one. Jeff Enjoy Be- dying slowly of radon poisoning. Jeff Bezos started in book sales and he doesn't understand fiction. Oh my God. Now he's hunting Hollywood actors. Yeah, yeah. I just put down Spider-Man 1 and I'm heading for the second universe. We never gave our review of Spider-Man Homecoming. We should. Or No, uh, way, no home. way Home. We could. I just also want to say, put a pin. Jeff Bezos is definitely hunting people on an island. <laughs> Go on. No, that's the, I would have to agree. That dude, at this point. if there's anybody, if there's any billionaire out there, and there are billionaires out there hunting people, don't delude yourself, sheeple. Pull the wool off your eyes, off of them, um, over. Put off. it over your eyes, and Take then the blue pill, and then pull it off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jeff Bezos of all the billionaires, definitely hunting people on a private island somewhere. At this point, I mean, what we I look at Epstein Island, Little yeah. St. James. How do you? All these celebrities might as well have been hunting people. We watched all these famous celebrities like living in my mansion during quarantine is like prison. What did the billionaires do? When that Josh Gad guy cried on Instagram Live, I was like, dude, you gotta kill yourself now. There's (laughs) no coming back from that. You just looked like a huge pussy to the entire world. I spent three and a half months in an apartment, more or less by myself. My roommate at the time, Jim. Great roommate, friend of the pod. Uh, we we saw each other maybe like because again, COVID. It was a fear. And his his girlfriend uh, worked as a doctor, so I got it. You know what I mean? Every time we saw him, he's like, "Hey man," he like squirts some uh, some antibacterial stuff into my hand. Oh, okay, this is the industrial stuff too. This came from from my girlfriend. I'm like, right on, man. Good looking out. And we'd like sit and chat about stuff because I got sick during this time, which is why eventually he felt comfortable coming and saying, "Hey," but I was sick for like three weeks and I didn't go out. You know, and then after that, I was kind of still kind of wary to go out because again, it was this quarantine. I'm in New York City. I essentially spent three or four months in a shitty small apartment, which I still love, but a, a tiny fucking space alone, period. And so to watch these dudes with pools be like, I can't do it. I'm like, that broke me, motherfucker. I'm a different person on the other end of this shit. <laughs> and like his personal masseuse is rubbing down a sea lion that he yeah. keeps in captivity in his home. It'll be OK, Scoops. So like, At least we've got each other. Yeah. Imagine all. The people, those fucking people too. Meanwhile, like I'm opening the shades to look at my neighbors out on their patio, like on their computer, like touching the glass with my hand, like <laughs> somewhere out there. <laughs> if I could live one day yeah. out there, yeah, you know. And then a little share. <laughs> if I could turn back time, this isn't appropriate. <laughs> I still make me feel sad. 70-year-old Korean guy just presses his tit up to the window and makes eye contact with you. It was weird, dude, because, like, you would go up on the roof and, like, look at all the other people on the roof just, like, staring out. You'd be like, wow, 
Because before COVID, I'd go up there every now and then. Because, uh, it's again, it's a weird thing when you're not from the city to have that, just to be able to like go out and like kind of see over everything. It's kind of cool, especially at night. It is cool. And so there'd be, like, nobody because, again, it was something they all were used to. And COVID hit, and I'll, you'd see a lot more people up on the roof. And I was like, this is weird. Everyone's trying to pretend like we're all not up there <laughs> like <laughs> on the other roofs. Everyone's trying to mind their own business. God bless New York. <laughs> Even when we're all separated by roofs, we still don't want anything to do with one another. <laughs> but we need to be heard, so we're going to bang pots and pans. Yeah. That one dude trying to learn guitar. Boom, doom, doom, doom. Stop! Clink! Clink! Nobody wants to hear Stairway. No. Not uh, from Stuart in 12D. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was the one nice thing about it was um, people were terrified of going into the local music store, which was just a guitar center. And like right when the quarantine kind of lifted, I would go there <laughs> to play their drum kits and uh, nobody in the fucking place. It was kind of shitty because everyone would be like, hey, man, you need help looking for something, looking for some cables, looking for some things. For the love of God, please we work on commission. Um, and they'd have like three or four people in the store and nobody in there. Like, I'm just going to go check out some drums. Thanks. <laughs> uh, OK, you're going to buy some, though. I'm, like, I'm thinking about it. Uh, it reminds me of this time back in Burlington when I was there at St. Mike, me and a uh, friend of the pod, Andy who uh, I was roommates with, would go to this place called Advanced Music, or Advanced Music in Burlington. It's kind of a joke now, but at the time it wasn't so bad. They had this one phenomenal drummer who like was one of their salesmen, but he was also a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And like you'd go in and be like, I just want to try this like TD20 Roland kit. So cool. Top of the line at the time. He'd be like, are you thinking about purchasing this? And it just you, immediately the guilt hit you where you're like, Oh God, because he's like he was like ready to put in the sales pitch and like demo it for you and like go the whole distance. I just wanted to sit there and try some stuff out and look at my dream DW rack mounted Tom Bird's Eye Maple drum kit while I fucked around in this Roland for a second. And uh, you know it would make you feel like such an asshole. Uh, and then you'd get really jealous because you'd watch this Karen walk in with her kid who like didn't know how to play, and he'd come over and demo the kit. Super nice. Yeah, I guess we'll get that one. How much? Two twenty two hundred dollars. Whatever. I'm taking your dad for yeah. all he's worth. Exactly. Whatever doesn't matter. And the kid's like, yeah. Fuck my sister. Yeah. And it was just like, I. Oh man. Uh, you gotta get yourself a sugar mama. I, I think it's time, Rory. I think it's time. I can do with varicose veins. What do you Fuck it. You follow the map to the honeypot. There's baby. gotta be some rich ladies in uh, in Montpelier. Uh, they're gonna be rich hippies coming to get away. Yeah, that might be a tough route. Maybe yeah, that's Burlington. too much bush. I mean, I I, I I wandered through Manhattan all the time, but they just there was too much uh, fresh meat. Shall we say there? <laughs> You're not worried about old Rory in the, in the city. I also don't think we should be looking for sugar mamas in Vermont. Yeah. Because we're literally just going to get women who make their own maple I need you to go out and chop some wood for me. Okay, mommy. (laughs) That's so creepy. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll go with mama. Okay, mama. That's all. Nope, not better. If you make it Spanish, you say mommy. Not even. Not better. It's not better. It's not any better. I tried. I don't know if I can get away with that either. Yes, dear. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Now I'm resigned. Now I'm resigned to sadness. Uh Yeah, I don't know how you get away. I guess you say the first name, give him a wink. I guess, like whatever my queen. Whatever Jolene. you say, yeah. Bernice. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> you a- wink at her. She yeah. just drops face first in the soup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should Uh-oh. I stop this? Have I been written into the will yet? I don't There's know. Nothing in writing. Yeah. Fuck. Get her out. Resuscitator. Oh my god, I've come all over these drapes a million times. No one's gonna believe I didn't do this. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Three compressions on her chest and her ribs break. I can't help her. I don't oh, know what to no. do. She just collapses like the turkey in Christmas vacation. How am I supposed to intubate this? 
Oh, that's gross and depressing. Turns into dust like a Skeksis. That's what I get ah. being a sugar baby. Sugar baby. Yeah. There's got to be a city where sugar boy. <laughs> Sugar boy. Oh, I'm my a, God, dude. I'm, I'm going to start boy. calling you that from now on. No, please don't. <laughs> Ready to go to McDonald's, sugar boy? Uh, only if you're paying. Jump in. <laughs> only, you can call me and start paying for stuff. <laughs> Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. I don't have a lot of shame. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, it's like I saw a story on Vice once before or after they stopped like talking about partying and bullshit, but before they became over political, mm-hmm. they did a story about this guy in new york who it was like a it was like a human piece about him where he was homeless but he for the most part didn't have to worry about it because he got a different woman to take him home every night so like i was basically i was like first off it's a disgusting precedent because you know this dude's not getting tested and they're literally watching him how he does it we're like walks over to a woman and like they're just way the fuck away from him, and he's sitting there talking to, him. and you just watch the whole progression. She sits there, and he like says something, and she just kind of is like that, oh stop, kind of thing. And after a while, like she just warms right up to him, and he kisses her on the cheek, and then they walk off together. And you go, holy fuck, what the fuck was that? Wow. He met her on a park bench, and they left together. It's incredible. Who is this guy? And he would like go into a right at the beginning, and like walk through like the the leave-in shampoo stuff, and like just find this one smells good. Puts him into his hand, put it in his hair. Put it back, walk over to the odor, take the cap off one, open it up, put it on, put it back, and walk the fuck out of the store. And I was like, I'm horrified. And it also taught me never, I never take the front deodorant um, or the front shampoo. But this dude did that, so he smelled fine. He took showers at these ladies' houses. If they had washing machines, he would use them. It was cool with them. Had his backpack with his clothes. So he always smelled okay. He was always cleanly. He was always kind of taken care of. Had his fucking nail clippers. Those aren't too expensive. Was and he an attractive guy? Yeah. He was? He was just yeah. an attractive guy. Didn't work. Homeless. Women were just taking him home. He's the only real American. He literally he literally knew, too. He said, he's like, eventually one day this won't work. He's like, I know it. Well, don't he, get fat or lose an eye. But there but. he is in his late 20s, early 30s, looking good. Just straight up, like, sociopath levels of confidence. Would be needed. Incredible, dude. That's a real riverboat casino captain right there. Dude, it blew my fucking mind. He doesn't mind. give a fuck. It blew my mind. I just, I don't remember what the point of the story was, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jealousy just brought this all bubbling back yeah. to the surface. And so what I'm trying to say is like, you know, don't don't put it past the homeless. <laughs> you don't know how successful they are. Don't give them the dollar till you heard their story. <laughs> no. <laughs> You've got a, all I'm saying is you've got a blueprint for being a sugar baby now. Yeah, great. You've known all along no, no, what but to the, do. The point was saying is like levels of success. You're born with that. You don't find that. You're born a sugar baby. You don't become a sugar baby. You're born with sugar baby tendencies. It's whether or not you nurtured them. I don't think I've got it in me. It's the wolf you feed, right? Everybody I've ever known who ended up uh, nude on a porn site, I went, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you proved me wrong. Damn. Not that I'm shaming it either. There's no shame no, there. No, fuck no. I've always said if I were talking a, about the tendencies. a hot girl or a hot guy, I wouldn't 100% have an OnlyFans. I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. They were really repressed. <laughs> wow, this uh, is a massive overcorrection. Yeah, well, I can swing $16 a month. <laughs> <laughs> At least for one month. I don't want to be the only one not doing I mean, it. I know, how co- I know how copy and paste works. I don't know if I can... <laughs> 
Who needs two months? Watermark? Who gives a shit? I'm only going to be showing this to people in person. New content? Fuck that. I'll be disgusted after one go. I'll immediately cancel after the first post night clarity. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. Uh, top 1% of OnlyFans, my ass. That's yeah, great. We've done well for ourselves. <laughs> who, who wants to see my butthole more than once? I don't get it, is what I'm saying. Uh, that's the thing. Who wants to... Uh, hey, not knocking it. It's the one but situation... But who wants to look at a butthole? I, uh, you know... It's like a snake. Like, any, you gotta any put point a lot of work, poop is coming out of that. you got to put a lot of work in to make... Like, a, like butts look nice. Butthole. The ankle, the shot... You got to put a lot of work into that, man. You don't know what it looks like unless you squat over a mirror consistently. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of those things like, uh, you know, it's that shot and the girl just wearing the thong. She's laying over. There's a little bit of butt. <laughs> just a tasteful peek. <laughs> just little, wow. What's that about? Okay. But like, but again, what's the appeal? Like you're trying to find fractals in a butthole. Like that's all it is. It's people just, are into, you know, it's, people a, are it's literally shit. a balloon nut. It's a fetish thing. It's what it is. There's yes. some something for everybody. It's fine, guys. I'm it's more fine. confused the fact that people go to the with the precedent to pay for things like OnlyFans. Look, I get it if you're like, I had a crush on this girl in high school. She never gave me the no, time I of day. No, I think that's way worse. I think it's sad. I'm not saying about like I'm not saying it's not a sad. Th- you know what I mean? But like, there's a girl you knew in high school. You had a huge crush on her. Gorgeous, really. And suddenly you realize she had an OnlyFans, and you want to find out what she looks like naked. She doesn't seem to care. So you go and find out. It's kind of sad. I understand the process of thought behind, like, I knew that person personally. I wonder what their boobs look like. That's what every 17-year-old kid in high school thought of 90% of every person they knew. Friends, not friends. Cousins. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Everybody's thinking about that one way or another. It doesn't even have to be a sexual thing. You're just going to be like, I wonder what that person looks like naked. Well, yeah, it's like that Ron White bit. And like, you're given, yeah, exactly. You, uh, some old biker lady. You want to say my titties? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, kind of, yeah, I do. And then she rolls them back. Doesn't mean it was good. I've talked to a friend of the pod, Mitch, to... about this. The yeah. internet is replete with naked breasts. Yeah. But Gina Grad, yeah. who's a Corolla person. Now, yeah. I'm the one that brings up Corolla on the pod. She's a Corolla person. She has ridiculously large breasts. And it's the ones you can't see that you want to. Well, that's Like what... Salma Hayek. Well, yeah, again, it's like there's the actresses. Like, Come on, ladies, you know. Everyone wants to see Chris Hemsworth dong. Come on. If, if he was sitting there and you were like, don't, whatever, you're Idris Elba, whoever whoever it is. Idris Elba and Chris Hemsworth. You're and they're curious. Just like doing a little elephant walk. Don't make me feel like a sexist. You're, you want to know. Come on. But so the point I'm trying to make, though, is like, I get that rationale. Why somebody else wants to see my friend from high school who decided to have an OnlyFans account, like why they need to see hers of all people. I don't really kind of get, especially when like the the internet is replete with free boobs. Yes, with fine breasts. Again, it's like the kind of thing where it's like you go on one of these sites like Pornhub, like Pornhub, and you know the ones, and you see someone's boobs, but then that person also has an OnlyFans. Like, why are people subscribing to that? I think I think it's because you get other. I think people squeak away with like one or two screen grabs or a video. This has become horribly (laughs) sorted. I know. I love it, but it's just so funny. Like, what are they? Is it like you spend enough money and they're like talking to you by name, like you're special, and I miss talking to you. They do copy paste combos. That's so fucked up. 
That's such a fucked up precedent. Didn't we learn anything from Japan? <laughs> These I don't people think are Sims so care. They just want to simulate the. Ex- they know it's, it's like wrestling. They know it's not real. It's so, They're gonna watch it anyway. It's so fucking depressing. It's very it's sad. So depressing. Marie. It's the same reason why I don't understand like the no like. Like, I get being so starved for, like, attention if you're one of those guys that, like, buying a hooker gives you some semblance of the human touch or something. But that, like, doesn't make – still that still doesn't make sense to me personally. You know what I mean? The artificial nature of these what's, things. What's sad about it is not the act. It's the lead-up to it, which is you are not able to organically meet someone that yeah. can fulfill your needs and give you the relationship that you want. So uh-huh. what you're doing isn't sad. The fact that you've been driven to it, I, I feel for you. Yeah. And I'm almost you. It, and, like, I'm and almost course, you. None of, the, <laughs> none of this has anything to say about sex work or the nature no, of fans, no. you know. Do what you want. Let your freak flag fly. I wish I was confident enough to put my pale, chalky, psoriasis-ridden skin all over the OnlyFans. I've said it a million times. I wish there were a market for thick boys like there are for <laughs> thick women. It'd just be really concerning be for me. It. Like, I've been putting my, my, uh, my butthole up there for, like, three weeks now, and I've just got the same seven really creepy followers. <laughs> <laughs> they send me so many messages. Thanks again for complimenting on my butthole, Chet. It's really nice to know that I've got some, some support out in Boise, Iowa. <laughs> now you're making me feel weird about it. Dude, <laughs> or Idaho, Boise, Idaho, Boise, Idaho. Yeah, sorry. Did you say Idaho. Idaho? I said Iowa. Oh. <laughs> it's all the same in it. Fucking flyover mm, yeah, Fucking bullshit. I don't know, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll never get it. I'll never get spending money on that sort of thing. No. I just, again, there's certain. There's again. I've given that like. Well, there's a line. I got. I got a bad case of the gotta see-ems one time because one of the, oh, again sure. one of the ASMR girls that I love was her OnlyFans, like, the little symbol came up, like, uh-huh. subscribe my OnlyFans. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I got a, again, I got a bad case of the gotta see him. So I didn't yeah. end up doing it, but uh, the mystery no. <laughs> endures. It's like not knowing whether God is real or not. It's like, I don't know. You're out on, like, the, the balcony just, like, staring out, like. <sighs> Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> the friend walks out. Did you have the dream again? Yeah. <laughs> They were bad this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just even, even that situation, like when they're bad, they're pretty good. If you want to see them with the mysteries there, I don't care. Yeah, and if you think we're creepy for engaging with these thoughts, remember that these people are voluntarily selling their wares. You want to see my dong? We're being polite. Don't, don't lie. We took a poll. <laughs> you guys want to. I also don't get that, like the unsolicited dick pic thing, like that whole fucking. That's a whole other fucking topic. Unsolicited. Well, like no. not even even solicited. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know how you get to that. I mean, if a girl's like, send me your dog. I guess you got the green light. But if it's like, how are you doing? And it gets into sexy talk, and then you're just like, Boy. elbow skin. Like that's <laughs> just gross. Fucking. I think for some women, they they're like, send me a dick pic because it's like buying a car. <laughs> I want to see. They want to check it out. I want to see how much room there. <laughs> Check it out before you take a ride. Is this a, is this a, a Volkswagen Bug or a limo? <laughs> what kind of style will I be riding in? Is this going to get stuck in the tunnel or zip uh, right through? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I never thought of it that way. Huh. Sex is like a car. I just hope we get into the trend where it starts like, hey, start, send me your butthole. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you just smooch it out of the camera on your phone. <laughs> wow. Uh, you fogged the lens somehow. Damn. You didn't even use your breath for that. <laughs> didn't need to, baby. Come over and find out how I did it. For only $17 uh, a month. <laughs> That's honestly what stopped me more than anything. I looked at... Uh, oh, the prices? I looked. I was like, $17 a month. I'll Fuck only that. stick with this for one month, but that's still too much. Fuck that. 
Well, we're getting into the home stretch, but I, <laughs> I wanted to see if you wanted to take a small journey with me. Why? Well, what do you got this Because this won't time? be here next week. Is this another ASMR thing? Well, we can certainly make that a component of it. Some people like this sound. Have any of our listeners complimented the ASMR stuff or said anything about it at all to you? I don't think anyone has to me. I don't know if they like it. At least they're, oh, good. They're doing it at the end so I can stop listening now. Yeah, the tap out. I got to give our viewers credit. Uh, the people who do listen have an amazingly high retention. Retention rate. Yeah. Yeah, They see, the thing is, ASMR girls do this. They're called unboxing videos. Now, yeah, I thought unboxing meant taking off your underwear. I was very <laughs> disappointed. I was going to say, you got to put like your, your dong or butt by it in order for it to be the ASMR that I've seen on YouTube. Maybe the algorithms got me. I don't. <laughs> yeah, man. The algorithm's like, hey, listen, have you ever seen anyone do ASMR in a bikini? You're like, hey, like, you, sure do, you sure do like these uh, odd debates that are uh, these moments where Jordan Peterson got owned uh, or, or uh, Ben Shapiro. How about this ASMR with his girl in a skibby bikini? What are you doing, you two? This is confusing. Where did this come from? Well, you had a conversation in front of your phone where someone mentioned ASMR, so here you go. This is the top one. You gotta clean your, your room, room, bucko. And <laughs> there it is. You gotta clean your room. <laughs> Jordan Peterson does ASMR. Can you imagine him? Okay. The first thing you've got to do is if, clean your room. If you have an addiction, go to a different country and get put in a coma. Trans people are real. <laughs> All right, so let's get what's okay. Let's, what, what do we got? Graham Farms Maple, pure Vermont maple. We got a big ass box of maple products. Okay, would you agree this is a big box? It's a it's a larger box than I thought, given that it's food that I realize now. Yeah, and so. the way this office works, this will be gone tomorrow. So okay. we better take our pounds now. Okay, what do we got in there? N maple nips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, insulin. Let's see. We've got a bag of maple pretzels. I mean, those are going to be my jam. I'm already sold on that. Unless you got chocolate-covered pretzels. We got more maple pretzels. Are they? Okay. So they're just maple. They're not like chocolate-covered maple or anything? Oh, the maple smell coming out of here. Maple mixed nuts. Okay, wow. Maple mixed nuts. Uh, some maple-filled donuts. Bing, 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 bing. Maple cream. Bing, 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 bing. Bing, 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 bing. I'm not, I'm not feeling the donut. Yeah, do you mind? Yeah, fuck you. You got chocolates? Maple sugar candies. Ooh, okay. Nope. That's my that's my ding ding ding. Those are what I want right there. The maple sugar candies. Okay. I don't think any of these They're not even gonna only see those. One tomorrow. of these have been opened. <laughs> well, the maple sugar candy is getting opened by me, I'm sorry to tell you. Let me I... read the card. So <laughs> oh, no, it's a gift. <laughs> oh, we're bad people. Stop it. <laughs> oh, it's a new year package from one of the other offices. Oh, so it's not for anyone particularly. It's for the... Okay. Happy New Year. Fog them, then. It's not like, I'm sorry about the diagnosis. <laughs> Some maple candies. Do you want a maple candy? <laughs> yeah, hook me up. A maple sugar? I got to open it. I can't open it. I'm. An, uh, you, can, you can open it. You can open it. Sorry. I, sorry. Maybe I want to be included. That's the sound of me opening it. Uh, the nuts are open. I think I'm going to try a nut. Let me do some crinkles. Bag crinkles. That's a big one. Oh, this has like a little piece of plastic. I'm going to have to get out my get knife. Get your knife. Swing! I'll do That's some the, bag crinkle for him. My favorite thing about most movies is how stupid they make the sound of anyone brandishing a sword or knife. That and punches. Yeah, and the swinging of the sword. Anybody know about that happening in real life? Because you are the person I want to hang out with. If you got realistic sword sounds when you fuck around with a sword, you are so fucking cool. I desperately want to be friends with you. I think that was a cashew. 
I think oh, I is, cut myself. Oh, it's almond. deep. Oh, no. He's bleeding a gusher oh. all over the sugar. Oh, gee. Oh, it's amazing. It's actually kind of clotting. Wow, that seems concerning. You clot fast. <laughs> oh, these aren't even like they're just all. They're all just. Almond. That's an almond. Okay, so we got. It's just a Could big you? chunk of maple candy. That it's pretty hard. You got to put it all in your mouth at once. So it's probably going to be like one of those ones that kind of melts. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a little too big. <laughs> Roll that around. Let him hear it. People like mouth sounds. I didn't say beard sounds, you cretin. Oh, yeah, we I'm know. getting a text from my Dangerous Nights crew. Oh, what's that? It's Tyler and Tanner. <laughs> oh. That's fun. Friend of the pod, Tyler. Friend of the pod, Tanner. Interesting. Um. Anyway, you sure you don't want a donut? I mean, oh, I'll someone already cracked into the donuts. I'm not an asshole if I eat one. You're not an asshole if you eat any of those. They're for the office. <laughs> Technically, we're in an <laughs> office. <laughs> this this maple candy is like just it smells boozy. You sure you don't want half of this? Yeah. You're positive. I know. Should yeah. I cut it in half with scissors? Eat the fucking thing. I don't know. It's a whole donut. Oh, it's a whole donut. Such a big thing. People eat six of those in the morning. I know, dude. I don't want to be one of those people. It's one again. You're, you're not going to be one of those people. Oh, wow. Look at him go. You're so fat. <laughs> <laughs> My face tomorrow. There's no maple in that bite. What the shit? Well, I got to tell you, these maple candies are not conducive to conversation. I don't think either of these items are. Mm. I love that we just hate fuck our listeners by devolving into this. They love it. I want the maple. Listen, there's like another 10 minutes in one of these people's commutes, and they just need us to go just a little more. They're just going to boner keep eating. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it. They buried the maple in this thing. This is a donut. Oh, it's like a little dollop in Also, whatever asshole opened these, they're very stale. <laughs> oh, he didn't close it properly. Piece of shit didn't close them. Mm. Oh, there we go. You break through? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take one more bite it's of this trash. Center. Maybe that's just the way it broke. Yep, that's the way it broke. It's like that kind of granular maple candy. Like, you know, you've got like those really hard ones mm-hmm. that are like candy or candy than maple. They're like subtle. Mm-hmm. This is more maple than candy. And it's getting to that point where it's just like breaking down into a grain. Mm-hmm. So it's like super sugary. I mean, don't be wrong. Absolutely delicious. But uh, also the size of it. And the amount of time it took to eat makes it a little concerning. Yeah. That's to encourage you to just have one. Yeah. Okay. I, I take it back. I think maybe the person that didn't oh, put the lid on these isn't an asshole because it doesn't seem like it. the lid goes on very well. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe they also anticipate people like taking care of this and putting it in a cabinet. <laughs> they don't know the people in this office. No, no. no. These people are going to just... Here, put the candies underneath the donuts. If we come back next week and they're still here, I can have another. <laughs> so let's be honest. I know this office. Someone's going to take those maple candies, not tell anyone else about it, and bring them home. 100%. <laughs> Where did all the pralines go? Yep. I, uh, should I put the half-eaten donut back in the box? Uh, you're, you're not going to eat the other half of the donut? It's not very good, unfortunately. Just, you got to at least bite the center so you get the, the most of the maple-y. I did. Yeah, you I gotta, did have you a gotta, bite you of gotta it. you got to take the rest of that little maple. That's what you got to do. Satisfy yourself at least with that. Is the maple? No, in the I'm center, a struggle, baby. Is it at least a good? Like, is it like, you know? It is. I can't say it's an inherently shitty donut, but it is stale, which is not good. No, stale donuts suck. Nobody goes to Dunkin' Donuts and goes, "Oh man, these are gonna taste great tomorrow morning." <laughs> <laughs> Time to make the donuts. 
Remember the rumor of somebody coming in the donut batter and the Dunkin' Donuts around here? No, but... Uh, it's like I, an urban legend. I know now. Listen, mm-hmm. I... And I'm not spreading nonsense. The person who ended up being like one of the... Uh, one of the higher end managers at one of the restaurants I worked at growing up had got let had been let go from the local Dunkin' Donuts because you got caught on tape banging one of the delivery guys in the back room on top of some of the equipment. So he came in and was like, mistake. Uh, I got your cream delivery for Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you can just put that back here. And then the rest is history because we've all seen Zach and Mary make a porno. And then she got the cream. And just they... Just yeah, but that's what happened. Banged it out. I guess they she got caught doing it. They fired her. And the thing was, is like she is now with this guy who I think they've been together for a long time. So I sit there and go, I don't I think this might have happened during their tenure together. Hmm. But you don't bring up that conversation because how do you broach the topic of that? Like, so I heard you got fired from the last place from banging a dude. So what are my chances? What was that like? <laughs> so like I noticed there's a lot of space upstairs and there's some storage area. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Maybe we should go look for Halloween decorations. Oh, I'd have gotten fired. I, I so. had a work situation <laughs> the like worst that. worst thing ever. And I was working at uh, the SKU. She was oh, also chaos. mean, though. Go on. Yeah. Your story. Well, I uh, I got hired at one of the local, uni- uh, not university, elementary yeah. school. I won't say which I one. I went to the same school. A uh, different one. Oh. The other one. Oh, when I was working at the other one. Right. When you were working, uh, cleaning cleaning uh, out some stuff for their summer. You were working there for the summer. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Being a bus detailer. But that's a story for another day. But I ended up getting that job because three people got fired. Yes. Because it was this guy, his best friend, and the best friend's stepdaughter. And this guy banged the stepdaughter while the stepfather basically kept watch and kept their secret. And they got caught banging in the home ec room. And now the accomplice to banging and the two bangees have all been fired, and I've got a summer job. Ooh, that's... I'm going to be the first pirate. That's like the, the story of every fucking porn that's happening now. I've, I sometimes <laughs> wonder if the other piece of the puzzle was they were filming a porn. Maybe. They were on that step-sibling tip. What are you doing? And then they went and did the whole fucking thing. You're not supposed to be in here. Ha, ha, ha. In the home ec library. Let me teach you how to bake a pie. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> that was it right there. I've that was the line. I've been baking a pie since you got here. That was the line. I don't know, man. Uh, that's some wild shit. It's just like, again, yeah. it's the kind of thing you don't expect to hear about. But then again, Vermont's a boring place. That's our town. It's always one of those things where, like, I grew up with such, like, not rose-tinted glass. Like, I had that naivety, you know, where I didn't realize that everybody I knew was banging around me until I grew up and a lot of the stories came out where they're like, yeah, dude, everybody was banging everybody. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) But, yeah, it's kind of crazy when you look back and you hear all the stories of people like, oh, yeah, we were sleeping together. And I'm just like... I had no idea. And they go, yeah, because it wasn't you. And I go, that's fair. <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> I cannot argue with that. Yeah. But it's just surprising, you know? The kind of stuff, like, it's just all those weird stories you hear later on. You go, I never would have guessed that you were banging your stepdaughter in the home egg room. <laughs> <laughs> See, there was a twist. Isn't that way crazy the way life just sort of rounds out to that? Isn't that weird? Life comes at you fast. So <laughs> if I could give parting advice, it would be, don't bang your step-sibling in the home ec room. Yeah. You'll get fired. But take your swing, America. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get home to bang each yeah. other. Just, you it's know. better when you're trying to avoid your parents in the middle yeah. of the night. And that way you won't lose your job. Anyway, your parents will just be really creeped the fuck out at breakfast. Yep. 
they're not stupid. They know what you're doing. It's okay. You're not helping to blood. build a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're helping her build an inbred baby. Oh, wait. No, they're not related. Nathan, <laughs> go sit down. She doesn't need help with her cereal. <clears throat> Mornings are very awkward. Family yeah. home. A lot of eye contact and sucking on grapefruit. <laughs> Boy. Gross. Yep. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to plug? I don't think so. Not at the moment. Anybody, any fun friends doing any fun projects we should plug? No. Yeah. Don't we don't so. know interesting people. And no one's ever asked us to, which we would. Yeah. All you had to do is ask. Yeah. But that's fine. Forget it. No. Uh, you guys missed your shot. All the bands that we know, I don't think they're playing anything coming up. It would be great. Like, our friend's having a party. If everyone could show up at Thursday night <laughs> at 9 to <laughs> this location. address. <laughs> yeah. That or Andy's just saying, like, no, no. Laser no. Dad has a ton of shows, dude. Yeah. I mean... Potentially. What the fuck? Always make sure to check Laser Dad. It's true. Laser good, good friend of the pod, Laser Dad. Laserdad.com, Laser Dad with a Z. Yep. I really hope that's it. You can find him. Listen, there's not a lot of Laser Dad stuff. Like, you search Laser Dad, come up, and you're like, wow, it was really hard to find them. I'm, I, you're not using Google right, man. You got some, yeah, you got some boomer-esque bin. qualities. It's like, wow, that's a lot of porn. <laughs> Je- Jesus. The Laser Dads just gang-banging their way across America. <laughs> Fuck, they change the name of their band to Mature Naturals, and yeah. suddenly they get a bunch of hits. <laughs> we got 100,000 follows overnight. <laughs> we must be really good musicians, you guys. <laughs> yeah, They so are. Always, always plugging them. You Absolutely. Know. Always go check them out. Check their site. See when they're playing. Good show. Good times. Why? What's not to like about 90s music? Yeah. As far as I know, they don't have any shows coming up. But again, I could be wrong. Well, I hope you're at they it, do. Check out uh, Jesse Taylor Band. Correct. Well, I'm thinking of it. She's uh, the singer of Laser Dad. She has her own projects. They do very well. So yes. uh, check that out as well. And I think that's all I've got. Yeah. you have anything else? No. Let's moonwalk on out of this one. So thank you, everybody. And until next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves and bye.